We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Uncontrolled anger has a way of becoming a fire that threatens the whole house. An unchecked attitude in heaven became a fixed force that threatened to destroy the very universe itself. When Satan adopted the attitude of constant hatred toward God and Christ and His holy law, it became the viral infection of the universe that threatened the downthrow of all that is. That's Pastor Michael Oxentenko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, make sure that you call us at 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Someone is there right now to take your prayer request and to pray with you. 888-244-HOPE. Today's Reaching Your Heart with Pastor Michael Oxentenko is entitled Operation Extinction and The Great Escape. It is a part of the Cosmic Controversy series. It is number 15 in that series, and we brought you the first portion of this message yesterday. We will conclude this broadcast now. Here is Pastor Michael Oxentenko with today's Reaching Your Heart. Revelation 12, 12, Satan was angry because he'd been thrown down to the earth. In Revelation 12, 17, Satan is angry again at the end with the entire Christian church of the world because she has escaped in principle to the new world. He was unable to destroy faith by his attacks on Christianity in the old world. He left a sea of nations. He came out of the sea to make war on the earth with a remnant who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Revelation 12, 17, Satan is coming out of this sea of nations at the end. And we are observing it today in our American culture to pursue that remnant that found haven here. The mark of the beast issue, dear heart, is an attack on a remnant of Christians that arose in this country who keep the commandments of God. It means all ten, not nine. And who possess the testimony of Jesus. Satan is angry with the woman, which represents the entire Christian church. I mean, he's not just angry with those who fit this description. He's angry with all of them everywhere because he doesn't want the Christian church around the world to be revitalized, to discover its biblical roots and origins. So he attacks a remnant of Christians in the new world who keep all of the commandments of God, including the fourth commandment. And this commandment-keeping people is also a Christ-centered group of people. The Bible is very clear. They have the testimony of Jesus Christ. I mean, sometimes Christians portray commandment-keepers as legalists. You ever hear that? You know, you keep all the commandments of God. You're a legalist. I'm under grace. You ever hear that? I hear it all the time. Well, dear heart, let me tell you something. You want to know someone who kept all of God's commandments? Jesus Christ did. Was he a legalist? No. Now, if you want to live your life patterned after Jesus Christ, does that make you a legalist? No. I mean, we, we know we're saved by grace. 
We know that Christ of the cross is the basis of that. We know that Christ is the end of the law as a means of righteousness. Jesus is our righteousness. But that does not mean he's the end of the law as a moral standard in our life. The Christ who kept the law, his people do the same. And this commandment-keeping people is also a Christ-centered group of people who have the testimony of Jesus. This notion in the Christian church that God has set aside his Ten Commandment law to save the sinner at the cross is satanic heresy that started in heaven. If God could have changed that holy law, Jesus need not have died. If God could have set aside the law of God, he would have done so instead of sacrificing his son at the cross. He could not. The cosmic conflict was over the law of God, and the last war on earth will be over the law of God. Revelation 12, 17 says the dragon went off to make war on those who keep the commandments of God. Now so many Christians today just want to live as if there is no law of God. They party, they drink, they watch whatever they want to on TV or at the theater, and they indulge their senses as if it doesn't matter. Now dear heart, if you've been called to be a Christian, does it matter how you live? Yes or no? It matters. According to the book of Revelation, keeping the commandments of God matters a whole lot to God. And people who really keep God's law really do love Jesus. Now, we're not keeping it because we're claiming to be perfect here. No one should. You keep it because Christ died for you. It's the ultimate rationale and a spirit-filled reason. These people have the testimony of Jesus because they love Jesus. Now, Revelation is very clear that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. John 14, 21, Jesus is speaking, He who has my commandments and keeps them. He it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. You can't have the testimony of Jesus unless you honor God's law. The mark of the beast issue in Revelation 13 is a direct attack on the first four commandments of God's holy law that affect your vertical relationship with God. Let's go through it very briefly. What is the first commandment? Let me quiz you. You know, many Christians don't even know what they are. What's the first commandment? You shall have no other gods before me. It means you aren't to worship anyone except God, right? Now, in Revelation 13, 8, the whole world worships the beast instead of God. So what commandment is it breaking there? It's breaking the first commandment. What's the second commandment? You shall not make unto yourself any graven images or any likeness of anything in heaven above or earth beneath, and you shall not bow down and worship them. In Revelation 13.5, the lamb-like beast forces people everywhere to worship an image to the beast. So what commandment are they breaking there? The second commandment. Revelation 13.15, actually. And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast should even speak and to cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be what? To be killed. So that's, that's that commandment. The mark of the beast enforces operation extinction for those who will not bow down and worship by setting aside God's law. Now most Christians today in our Christian world will go right along with the mark of the beast enforcement because they believe that God's law has been done away with at the cross. They won't have any trouble at all giving in to the deception behind Operation Extinction. They're already believers in the philosophy of the beast power. There are Christians out there who believe that a certain small group of Christians who believe in the Ten Commandments that arose in this country, that they're a fanatical group and they need to be reeled in by the government someday. I've heard that talk in the evangelical Christian community. 
And when they forced their ideas of Christianity by force of law in this country, the book of Revelation teaches that it will not be God's law and God's ideas that they enforce. There's a theology that is afoot today called dominionism, which is out for total control of this culture. And their ideas of truth will be imposed on the many. The third commandment and the Ten Commandments says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. The Hebrew word translated vain means literally that you shall not use his name as if it is empty of meaning. You know, how many times we get on our knees and we just pray and we don't act like God's there when you use his name? You can't do that. You call on God's name, God is there. So in the mark of the beast issue, they empty God's name of meaning by using the name of the beast instead of God's name. In the Bible, the name of God and the law of God are the same truth revealed. How do we know that? Because the Bible says that Ark of the Covenant was called by the name of the Lord. That Ark that contained the Ten Commandments was called by the name of the Lord. The Ten Commandments and the name of the Lord are the same truth. The name of the beast and the law of the beast are the same anti-truth for the beast. So one day the laws of this land will attack the very law of God and the name of God will be set aside, meaning God's law will be set aside. Which brings us to the fourth commandment. What is the fourth commandment? Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. Moses tells us that the fourth commandment is the sign that God has given us so we will remember his holy name. Exodus 31.13, say to the people of Israel, you shall keep my Sabbath for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I. Now you want to know the Lord in your life? You want to have a relationship with God? God said, I gave him the Sabbath so you would know me. You'd have a relationship with me. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 24, looking at that final end time tribulation, pray that your flight will not be on the Sabbath. We need the Sabbath now just like we needed it then. We need to know God as the great I am God, that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. We can't make ourselves holy. We can't fix our lives. The Sabbath is a sign that we come to know God. God is the one that resurrects the spirit and restores the life. The mark of the beast will be a direct attack upon the fourth commandment of God's holy law. Instead of the sign of God, which is the fourth commandment, the beast and the lamb-like beast will enforce the anti-truth of the Sabbath, which is the mark of the beast. Revelation 13, 16, and 17. Also it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead. Now when you go back to Deuteronomy 5 and 6, God gave the Ten Commandments in Deuteronomy 5 again to Israel. In Deuteronomy 6, he says, you're to take that holy law, you're to, it's to be as frontlets between your eyes, it's to be on your hand. Which means God's law is supposed to go in the forehead and the hand. But here we have the mark, the attack upon God's name, the attack upon God's moral Ten Commandment law, going where God's truth and law should go. Verse 17, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark that is the name of the beast or the number of its name. Operation Extinction will be a decisive move by Satan to eradicate God's law and to exterminate those believers on earth who keep it. Christian theology that sets aside the Ten Commandment law of God is no problem for the devil in the mark of the beast test. It will be part of the problem. The third angel's message, Revelation 14, warns the world to not receive the mark of the beast. Now why would God do that? God loves this world. He loves every single human being in it. It is because of the mercy of God the end has not yet come. 
And dear heart, God wants people to know more than just some slogan about prophecy. He wants them to have a a real opportunity to hear the gospel, to study their Bibles, to interact with Bible truth intellectually and spiritually so that they can take their stand at the last days. And so the mercy of God is held back before winds. Those who do not receive the mark of the beast are described in Revelation 14, 12. They have responded to the third angel's message, which is the warning against receiving the mark. And here's what it says. Here is a call for the endurance of the saints. You ever feel like giving up? Come on, be honest with me. Yeah. Times are tough right now, aren't they? Struggling to make that dollar to get your kids to school and to put food on the table. It's tough. Now here's what it says. Here is a call for the endurance of the saints. Those who keep the commandments of God. But that's not all. And the faith of Jesus. Operation Extinction begins in America where the lamb-like beast arose after the persecutions of the Middle Ages. And it will eventually become global policy in a new world order. In Revelation 12, 17, the dragon goes off to make war in America. He will make war on that remnant group described in Revelation 12, 17. In Revelation 17, 13, and 14, the text describes the expansion of the devil's war against a commandment-keeping people into Europe and the whole world. The mark of the beast starts here, and it goes global like a wildfire of satanic anger. The book of Revelation calls it the test that is coming on the whole world to try those who dwell therein. In Revelation 17, beginning verse 12, it says, The ten horns that you saw are ten kings who have not yet received royal power. But they are to receive authority as kings for one hour to gather the beast. You know how Europe is trying to come together? And, and what's stopping them is the economic mess of the euro. Have you followed this in the news? Well, this week came from the Vatican a call to create an international world bank with an external authority to stabilize the markets of the world. Now, that kind of thing is what will make it possible for the mark of the beast to be instituted globally. And so, verse 13, these are of one mind and they give over their power and authority to the beast. The Bible teaches that a world kingdom system will emerge for a very short period of time that will direct its focus at the people of God. In verse 14, they will make war on the Lamb, and the Lamb will conquer them, for He is Lord of lords and King of kings, and those with Him are called and chosen and faithful. You see, that's why there's a call for endurance, because if you're not going to hang in there with Christ, you're not going to realize the outcome of Christ's victory for you. The end of the world comes because a small group of Christians will not bow down to the image of the beast. They will not receive the mark of the beast. They will not go along with the retooling of Western civilization if it means setting aside the law of God. The time will come when they can't buy or sell or own health insurance or use gold and silver without permission from the state. And one day there will only be one course of action that is left to take against those obstinate group of commandment keeper and legalist as they will be called and that will be to destroy them from the face of planet earth there will be in different lands a simultaneous movement for the destruction of God's faithful people on earth Pastor Michael Oxentenko will be back in just a moment Reaching Your Heart is a listener funded program We step out in faith to purchase airtime on this station because we believe God is working through this radio ministry to touch tens of thousands of lives. Each of our messages is prayed over, 
biblical messages of hope and Bible truth. To continue, we need your support. We do not have a large ministry fundraising machine. We operate totally by faith. Call our toll-free number to make your contribution of any size today. That number is 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Here now, once again, Pastor Michael Oxentenko. There will be in different lands a simultaneous movement for the destruction of God's faithful people on earth. Operation Extinction will begin. It will be a holocaust, but it will be focused on Christian believers who follow the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. There will come a day when a new world kingdom will move quickly to destroy those who love Jesus supremely. Daniel eleven forty two to 45 describes that onslaught. Satan's final new world order is here described as he. He shall stretch out his hand against the countries, and the land of Egypt shall not escape. He shall become ruler of the treasuries of gold and silver, and the precious things of Egypt, and the Libyans and Ethiopians shall follow in his train. But tidings from the east and the north shall alarm him, and he shall go forth with great fury to exterminate and utterly destroy many. And he shall pitch his palatial tents between the sea and the glorious holy mountain. He shall stand between the peoples of the earth and the sanctuary of God. That's what it's saying. Yet he shall come to his end and none to help him. The mark of the beast struggle will one day make it impossible to live on planet earth and to be loyal to God's law and Jesus Christ. The book of Daniel says that the world, the whole world kingdom system, will go forth with great fury to exterminate and utterly destroy many. Those many are the people of God. Where do you go when the world doesn't want God's law anymore and it doesn't want you if you want to keep it? Where do you go when most Christians agree with the world and they like the, they like the world kingdom system? Their theology agrees with it. And they like the world don't want you alive to mess up a new world order. Where do you go when you won't bow down to the devil and you won't surrender the truth for the lie that God's law can be set aside, that you don't go along with that stuff? Jesus said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But what what happens when the earth won't allow that anymore? Where do you go when there's no place left to go but God? Daniel 12, 1, at that time shall arise Michael, the great prince, who has charge of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never been since there was a nation Till that time, but at that time. You see, God comes to us in trouble. He doesn't rescue you if things are going great. He, he will rescue his people in the darkest hour of history. But at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. Everyone who belongs to Jesus, whose names are in the Lamb's book of life, will be saved. Those who do not bow down will show that they belong to Jesus Christ. Obedience to God's law. We're not claiming perfectionism here. We're claiming moral worship obedience to God's law. We're claiming submission of will to God's will. The Lord knows he's working in your life. He's not demoralizing you. But obedience to God's law will be the final evidence of the faith of Jesus in the presence of an unfaithful church that has become one with the world, it will be the evidence of those who really do have faith in Jesus. John 16, 2 and 3, 
Jesus said, they will put you out of the synagogues. And day of the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think that he's offering service to God. And they will do this because they have not known the Father nor me. The only answer to Operation Extinction is the great escape. Dear heart, Jesus is coming back to take us home. I mean, that's what it's about. Jesus is coming back to take us home. The last day on planet Earth will be the first day of forever. And when the whole world moves decisively to snuff out faith and obedience to God's law, when your family seems finished, Jesus will come to take us home where it is cherished the most, where the truth is cherished, where two-thirds of the angels stayed, where the majority are those who believe in God's word, his law, and most of all Christ, who is the outworking of God's law. Who wants to live here if you can't live for Jesus anymore here? Who wants to live here if all there is to hear is bowing down to a world kingdom system and compromising the Christian faith and the word of God, adopting sleazy theology that really agrees with the beast and its image, instead of Jesus who is the image of the invisible God. Christ will one day break into history and the wild party of church, state, and everything else will end. The armies arrayed against God's people will stand in horror as they see Jesus coming in the clouds of glory. But God's people will look up and say, this is our God. We have waited for him and he will save us. And the Christians of the world who love the world, who despise God's law, because they really despise the cross of Christ. I mean, if you have a theology that says God's law is done away with and you despise his moral law, then you despise the cost and the price that God gave because he could not change it. You cannot hold to the cross of Christ and be antinomian. The Christians of the world who love the world who despise God's law will wail because they have sold eternity for a fatal deception. Dear heart, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, the Bible says. God says, I change not. Therefore, you are not consumed. Whatever he was, he is, and he will be forever. Revelation 1.7, Behold, he is coming with the clouds. And every eye will see him, and everyone who pierced him, and all tribes of the earth will well on account of him, even so, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Glory, glory, glory. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. When I was young, er, My little son, Donald, was only about two or thereabouts. He was learning to speak. And I was in Michigan. I was pastoring um, the Oakwood Church in Michigan. And I was looking for something to preach about that week from the Word of God. And there was this storm, like almost like a tornado was threatening the area. And I saw this black storm roll over the countryside, taking the shingles off of the house. And I was grateful. I was living in the parsonage. The carpets would cover any kind of cost. Today, you know, you go outside, it blows the shingles off. You've got a real ordeal going on. But as it was doing this, the lightning was crashing and flashing about. Now, I had been struck by lightning in my life when I was pastoring Memphis. I was struck by lightning. I have a fear of lightning. It's just natural now, you know. And as the storm was coming, the rain was coming down. And the clouds were feeling, the darkness was expanding around our house. I pulled back to the wall, but I saw little John Michael take the chair from the table and pull it all the way to the sink to the window. And then he got on top of the the chair and he began to raise his hands. His face was lit with joy. I couldn't figure what he was doing. 
And then he said this in baby talk. Dada, dada, jessa, goma, tom, dada. Dada, jessa, goma, tom, dada. And I couldn't figure it out. I said, son, are you okay? He was so happy. Dada, jessa, goma, tom. And then I made it out. I translated it. I knew what he meant. Daddy, daddy, Jesus is coming in the storm. He wasn't afraid of the darkness of the cloud. He wasn't afraid of the lightning and the wind. He knew that beyond the cloud was the promise that Jesus is coming in the storm. Whatever storm you're facing in life today, whatever challenge you're facing, maybe you know deep inside you need to arrange your life to get right with God. Dear heart, Jesus is coming in the storm. He's coming for you. Today is the day of salvation. Make those decisions. The most important one right now today is to surrender your will to Jesus. But don't stop there. Let the Christ of the cross take over every single part of your life. The dark parts that no one sees, he sees. Give it to Jesus. Because Jesus is coming in the storm. That will conclude Operation Extinction and the Great Escape, a part of the Cosmic Controversy series here on Reaching Your Heart. Don't forget you can find it online at reachingyourheart.com. Are you fascinated by the prophecies of Revelation? Have you wished you could understand prophecy better? Do the symbols of the Bible's last book baffle you? God's Last Altar Call is just the book you need. Mark Finley clearly explains the events soon to unfold in this world. Be sure to call today for your copy, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. The book is yours for a donation of any size. Thank you for your generosity. Your donations keep this ministry on the air. Again, thank you for your support, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Again, you can listen to this broadcast online at reachingyourheart.com in its entirety, along with the rest of the Cosmic Controversy series. And join us again next time. We so appreciate you listening. For Pastor Michael Oxentenko and everyone here, we do pray that God is reaching your heart. <laughs> 